You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Everything the Oracle said has either come true or makes sense. Has it? You shall go west and face the god it was turned. Ares, okay. Find what was stolen and see it returned. Clearly the bold. And you shall be betrayed by one who calls you a friend. Well, the reason Clarice is still here is because you never said anything to Chiron about her, did you? You couldn't, because you knew that Clarice didn't steal the bolt. You did. from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to the Percy Jackson Prophecy. It's a podcast dedicated to the Percy Jackson show on Disney+, Plus. so let's hold fast and brave the storm. People, I am your host, Reese. And I'm your other host, Mary Larson. We are so excited to have you here to talk about the final episode of season one of Percy Jackson. Holy smokes, my friends. This has been quite the adventure with you all. We have been thoroughly enjoying enjoying going through this episode week after week, hearing your feedback, talking about it with friends. Right, Reese? And just for the record, Percy has been on an epic adventure, facing a fury, fighting the Chimera, facing Medusa. I am like shocked this guy's still going and fighting <laughs> Ares, fighting a Luke's the lightning thief. Oh man, he has really been on quite the adventure. So in case this is your first time tuning in to the Percy Jackson Prophecy with myself, Mary, and Reese, uh, a couple of things. This episode is actually spoiler-free, right? Yeah, but uh, as all of our other episodes are. so Because Reese has read the books, but he's being yeah. so careful about not spoiling it. I have not read the books yet, and we wanted to make sure that this podcast was safe. So if you or someone you know is just a show watcher, don't worry. We don't spoil anything from future books in this podcast. But that being said, Reese and I are planning on going through the books and podcasting about them. So get excited, friends. All right, let's get into the show. Reese, tell me about some episode details. So the title of this episode actually is The Prophecy Comes True. Sort of, kind of, right? Um, I think that sort of was last episode, right? 
Um, no, no, no. I mean, um, they actually comes the true. The, in, the title is The Prophecy Comes True, but yeah. um, for me, it kind of comes true. There's <laughs> okay, one no. line left that doesn't seem true. Oh, uh, okay. And how about a recap for the episode? So the mini recap is that Mount Olympus beckons and Percy must face his greatest battle yet. Ooh. Where's the battle? Ares? Oh, yeah, right. Ares. Yeah, that's a pretty epic battle, my friend. Holy smokes. Like you were saying, just the excitement of imagining a 12-year-old facing the god of war. <laughs> Holy smokes. And beating him. And just that actor in general was super uh, spectacular and not someone that I would even want to pretend fight against. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lots of cool things. So, Reese, not only do you like details, but so does your dad, right? Yep. And um, they thinking of that, Mom, it's next up for my dad, Blake, for his details about the show. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. And thank you, Mary. Thank you, Reese, for having me back on the show. I love coming on this podcast just to nerd out about little details that I like to nerd out about, uh, whether it is the directors, the writers, or uh, something that we get to learn about creating a show like this. Okay, so uh, the director once again was Jet Wilkinson. You should know that name by now because she has directed three episodes of uh, Percy Jackson, including uh, 105, A God Buys Us Cheeseburgers, 106, and We Take a Zebra to Vegas, and now, obviously, the finale. And the writer for this episode was Craig Silverstein. Now, that name has not yet appeared uh, for this uh, for this season. Uh, but Carl, Craig Silverstein has been writing uh, for TV for quite a while now. In fact, I think some of his uh, some of his writing credits go all the way back to 2003, so about 20 years now. Which to me, oh my goodness, it feels like yesterday. I still feel like we're like in 2008, 2009. <laughs> so it's not even just like the pandemic. No, blur. No, no. Like if you told me like 2003 was like six, seven years ago, I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, Blake. I get that. But no, no, no. <laughs> It's 20 years ago, which which makes me kind of <laughs> sick. Makes me, actually, no, it makes me really sick. Okay. Anyway, Craig Silverstein has written for many shows. Uh, some of them you already probably know, Mary. Uh, Bones, uh, that show Terra Nova. Remember that show Terra Nova, the one about dinosaurs and they go back and the guy from Avatar was in it? Uh, I, we watched like the first few episodes. We were like, yeah, this sucks. I, I probably fell asleep because I don't remember it. Uh, then there was the show Nikita, and then also the show Turn, Washington Spies. Uh, that is what that, that's a I wouldn't say a great show, but it's a it's a very interesting show about the spy network in the Revolutionary War for the Americans. Very interesting. Uh, and then of course we have the Percy Jackson uh, uh, finale here as well. Now I have a couple of things here, Mary, okay. that, that I want to talk about. Did you understand anything that Dad just said? Dot, dot, dot. Okay. What the heck? <laughs> right? Okay. So this is where I kind of like zone out because dad and other fellow nerds who want to know the connecting threads, they geek out about that stuff. But then when you hear dad's voice change like that a little bit, then it's stuff that I like to pay attention to. Usually. I do not know what's Let's see. About Let's it. see. Is it really if you that like obvious this next that when my voice changes? Yep. Wow. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> You're that see through. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am, apparently. All right. So. Couple of things that I want to talk about. First, I have a mere mortal th theory of the week, and hey. I, I have to take credit. I'm not ready for that. Wait, yeah, but no, but I'm not, but not right now. We don't have to do it right this very second. It's okay. 
uh, I have to take credit for my mere th- mortal theory of the week that I had a couple of weeks ago that it was Luke who was the lightning thief because I'm awesome. Uh, well, I said. What? No. Well, you know what? I All I'm going to say is, you know what? I'm awesome. And I got it. Okay. Well, well I already knew, kind of. <laughs> you did, but Mama did not know, and I did not know, and I got it. So. Okay. Do you want your mere mortal theory of the week now? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it now. Why not? Okay, so this is Dad's mere mortal theory of the week for this season, I guess. Well, I really. I would say the next season. Okay. I I think the next season this is going to be coming true, and here it is. There's a reason why the trio met up and were like, let's meet up right back here next year. No matter what. No matter what. Because clearly they're going to, right? But remember the scenery. Do you remember where they decided they were going to meet up? Yeah, right in front of Thalia's pine tree. Right in front of the tree. Which means to me, Thalia is absolutely coming back to life. Will she be like the wood nymph kind of person that we saw with Grover in the beginning? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. But (laughs) she is absolutely coming back to life. She will definitely be playing a large part. Uh, If not next season, then I would say the third season. But if I had to put money on it, Thalia's coming back. Okay. Thank you for sharing your mere mortal theory of the week. Did you have anything else in the details that you wanted to share? Yes. So one of the things that I wanted to share also is that when... You're crafting a television show. Um, you have to make sure that when you have a big payoff, like the one with Luke and what do you mean big payoff for for our right, listeners so who the are the reveal? Right, they set up the relationship between Luke and Percy to be a special relationship, and there was a reveal that it wasn't somebody else who stole. The light. It wasn't the, Clarice. The, it wasn't Clarice. It was Luke, and you're really supposed to feel that, in my opinion. You're supposed to feel betrayal. You're supposed to feel the things that Percy is feeling. And one of the things that I want to call out here is that I, I think that we were supposed to have more of a handle on the relationship between Luke and Percy. See, episode two to me feels like the one where we're like, oh, okay, I understand their friendship here. This makes sense. And I I truly believe their friendship. And then. But the problem is there wasn't enough buildup, I feel like, within the show or within the context of the show to really feel that betrayal. It felt like Luke, after episode two, just kind of went away. And then you were like, oh, well, you, we have to be betrayed by a friend. And you kind of forgot about that. And then when you brought it back up again, you were almost thinking that it was going to be either uh, Annabeth or Grover. And then when it turned out to be Luke, you're kind of like, well, okay. Well, yeah, that, I guess he's a friend. But so I guess what I'm getting at is when you have a payoff like that, when you set something up the way that they did, and then you have a reveal, in order to feel that reveal... You have to understand the friendship or the relationship that these two characters share. And Mary and Reese, do you think that Luke and Percy shared enough as friends within the context of the show to 
feel that kind of betrayal or yes. feel that kind of hurt? Yes. Okay. How about you, Mary? Maybe what we didn't you... see it, but maybe they did. Well, that's the thing, right? We saw Should... that scene Should... in in the show that shows that. Well, Luke is guiding him still. Right, and what my here's my question: that guidance where he's like teaching him how to sword, like do sword play, would that? have been better served as a recurring memory of of Percy's throughout the whole season? Mm, I would say no, because I think we needed his memories and his dreams to be with Kronos. I think sure. if we were having also flashbacks and dreams, not only of Kronos, but then the only other flashback slash dream of would be of Luke that we'd be putting two and two together way too quickly. Sure. That it'd be like, Luke's important. Don't forget guys. Luke's important. And I think that we like Percy kind of put him out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a great time at camp. I really looked up to you. I love how you took me under your wing. You made me feel like I was included. Mm -hmm. You were, you made a big impression on me. I mean, think about it. We've all gone to camp. We've all gone to school. We've all gone to clubs and we meet people and we're like, yes, we're good friends. We've got this. But then after you don't see them anymore, they still made an impression upon you, but they're not in your head every single day. Mm -hmm. So it would stink to come back and have that person who made such a significant impression upon you change your mind. So I actually am pleased with how they did this. All right. So that is what I wanted to share, the importance of relationships when you're watching television or you're reading books or watching films. Awesome. Well, okay. thank you so much. You're what do welcome. you say, Bloody? Um, thank you, Dad. You're welcome, pal. <laughs> all right. We wanted to thank all of you who have taken the time to write us a review in your podcast app, because once again, learning about podcasts is best done when you let a friend know. So if you have enjoyed this podcast, find out who else of your friends have enjoyed Percy Jackson on Disney Plus and let them know about me and Reese. Or if you have family members who've been watching it along with you, feel free to spread the word. Another great way, though, of course, is writing a written review, not just doing the stars, but taking a moment to write a sentence or two. And if you can actually head to Apple Podcasts, whether that's where you listen to it or not, that's the best place to leave us a review as it's the biggest search engine. And it's the best place for other people to find us. So um, who do we want to thank in this episode for writing a review, Reese? DD146. That's right. I have no idea who that is. I, well, DD146 is their username. I think that's because they don't want to reveal um, yeah, what most the true people, name is. Most people kind of have like a cute, fun, mysterious username. And what did DD said? The Percy Jackson podcast, it was all we needed. As... As a longtime listener of Miriam Blake, I was so delighted to see Reese joining the podcast family clan. And Reese, you are the perfect guide to lead us through the series. I'm a new to the Percy Jackson world, but now I am hooked. Oh, what do you want to say to Dee Dee? Thank you, Dee Dee. Thank you so incredibly much for taking that time. We really, really appreciate it. So, hey, Mom. Yes. So every episode, we normally do a triumph rating, which you in other episodes normally do some other word with rating. <laughs> okay. Um, so for those who don't know and are new to this podcast, um, whatever, what episode you we on, we do our rating from one to five. For us, it's our trident rating. Yes. And can I start? Well, one being the absolute worst and five being the mm -hmm. ultimate best. Beating so God of War. 
the your trident score, Reese. What is your trident score? And I'm one to five. Five. And if I could, above. Ooh, nice. You know what, buddy? Yeah. I'm going to be your twin. Five is both of our lucky numbers. So high five to you as we're sitting here in the podcast studio. There we go. Mom and Reese giving it fives. Our GBGs. So our goods our bads, our greats. You just learned tonight, buddy, that I, I modeled the GBG after what cookie? What cookie do I model the GBG after? Um, I forget. Remember when I was saying it's not double stuffed? It's... So what kind of cookie is that? Mega stuffed. No, a mega stuffed what? Oreo. There we go. So the GBG is... I did that after thinking about Oreos, how there's some you know, like the cookie and then the cream and then the cookie. I like to sandwich bad things in between good things, even though honestly, the cream's the best part. All right. So my GBG, my good, my bad, my great for the season finale is my good is the complexity of not knowing who to root for. I'll say that one more time, buddy. The complexity of not knowing who to root for. Uh, All this time, I've been hanging out with the trio. I've been proud of Percy. I'm proud of Luke. Yeah, that's the thing, man. In this episode, ah, I totally appreciate what Chiron says at the very end where he says, oh, I think, you know, what Luke said might have meant something to you. I don't know who to root for because I am not happy with these gods. Okay. I don't think they're great parents. So I don't know. Should I be rooting for Luke? We're going to find out. My bad for this episode is that I wish, I wish we had seen a few more gods in the end credits, we get to see this cool, retro, artistic design, pretty much of the book. You know, we have the bus, we have the taxi, we have Medusa, we've got all these things. And in that, we see different gods. We see Hephaestus. We see Ares. We don't see Athena. Where's Athena? That's who I was missing. I thought we were going to see Athena in this episode because we saw every single one of those other gods that are pictured in the end credits. So I was expecting to see Athena and Zeus and Poseidon in this episode. And we we don't see Athena. So my bad is, where's (laughs) Athena? And then my great is the world building and the scenery in this episode. We remarked upon it last episode with the underworld, how vast it was, how it reminded us of Hollow Earth from the Godzilla franchise. And I loved how beautiful the beach scenes looked. I loved how big Mount Olympus was when he went to the top of the elevator. And little did you know, there's this entire world up there. They've done such a remarkable job with the computer graphics, whether it is Cerberus or the Chimera, the or the Minotaur, or creating the Underworld, or creating the just the fe- all of it. I am blown away that for a show aimed at a younger demographic, that they put this much money, time, and energy to make it look so good. So my great is how well things looked in this episode. How about you, Reese? What's your GBG? My good is the all down, burn it down Aries fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, yes. It, that was the best scene I've seen in my life so far of, of this episode of what we've seen so far. This What was, was so good gra- about it? That in the hero's journey, I'm studying that at school. Um for the hero's journey, um this is Percy's supreme ordeal, I think. Okay. He fights the god of war. The god of war. Let me repeat that. The god of war. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know how Percy won in the beginning, and now I know how he wins in the end. It's just now I figure it out. 
oh, yeah, he uses water power. Yeah. Just the animation for that was so pinpoint. I thought it was real. Like, this actor slamming this kid to the ground and kicking him. It was it was epic. It looked like it hurt. You're right. That entire fight sequence was super believable and really riveting. What's your bad? Uh, my bad? L- shocked. Luke is the lightning thief? Great twist. In my great, we finally find out who's the lightning thief as it ties back to my bad. Yes, you get to solve the mystery of who it was all this time. Well, thank you so much for sharing your GBG. We want to take a moment to thank our sponsor for this episode because really they helped make it possible. The D&D Adventure Club is a monthly subscription of Dungeons & Dragons adventures built for beginners. There's amazing stories, and they're written and designed for kids, families, and honestly, anyone interested in starting a game of D&D. A new adventure arrives in your mailbox every single month. There are streamlined, easy-to-follow rules, amazing design, pre-built, fun characters, and I'll tell you, it lets anyone pick up the game to start telling stories today. So if you or someone in your life is interested in learning how to play D&D, Dungeons & Dragons, this is the way to do it and it works for any age the game itself if you're a new person like myself can be very overwhelming <laughs> but DD adventure club made it super fun and what have you been thinking reese it's just so cool without this DD would not be would well, not be D&D. possible in our family right yeah. <laughs> it's too and complex D&D. it just would not be DD. and as an artist how have you liked the designs they're good. They are really, really good. So D&D Adventure Club has a um, coupon code. You can go to their website and use the coupon code Mary20, M-A-R-Y-2-0, to get 20% your off your order. All right. We're going to kick things off, buddy. Oh, this has been quite, quite the epic ordeal. The episode starts with Luke saying, you didn't ask to be a hero. Or half-blood, actually. Or half-blood. And Luke is training him with a sword. And, and he tells him sword, that... It actually used that sword at the end called Backbiter. Mm, Do you notice that? I did. Thank you so much. Well, they were using, like, wooden swords, right? No. no. In the, in the, the show? They were using the real swords. Oh, no. In the in the beginning of the no, episode? No, no, no. They looked, were using it. Oh, okay. Well, he also says knowing the rules is important so you can use them against your opponent. So we're getting this flashback. A flashback is like a memory. And we're able to see Percy use this knowledge because he tells Ares, what is he Single saying? combat. Single combat. I pick the terms. First blood. If I get it, I'm going to keep the bolt and I get the helm. No, if I slash you. Yeah, if means- I draw your blood first. Yep. Yeah. Then and I get- Ares is gold, has golden blood. I didn't notice that until you pointed it out. That was really a cool thing. A cool thing to add in. It's called Icor. Icor. Do all of the gods have golden blood? Yep. Oh, thank you. The scenery where they had this fight was stunning. How did you feel about it visually? The ocean and the sunset, buddy? It just looked awesome. Like staggeringly real. With the animation of when Ares picks, like, when he... And the actor for Ares picks Walker up and just slams into the ground. 
Pix Walker, who's the actor who portrays yeah. Percy. So that wasn't necessarily animation. Like, that wasn't CGI. He really picked the actor up. No, but the but animations then, were slamming him. Yeah, they were able to do such a remarkable job to really make you feel like this was a very physical fight. You probably felt like Percy was being pushed around, thrown down, being hurt in the process. I loved how the... The sunset looked. I loved how the ocean looked. If this wasn't a demigod versus a war of god of war fight, I would have loved to sit here and have a picnic dinner. But, it was, if, you, but if it was real, you'd be just running in terror. I would completely be running in if terror. If you were a Percy right now being smashed up, you'd be like, breaking bones now. Send me to the infirmary. Annabeth and Grover are there and they stand by. Percy said, this is man-on-man combat, one-on-one. You are not allowed in it. And Annabeth trusts in Percy. She knows that he's not just a regular kid. She knows that he has a remarkable power within him. So you could see Grover try to run after Percy and Annabeth holds him back. She lets Percy do his thing. Percy gets up and we see the waves. You actually, we like to have the subtitles on for a lot of our shows because you kind of get extra little bits, whether it's quietly spoken words or sometimes they'll put things that you might not necessarily be able to hear in ancient Greek and in this one before Percy calls upon the ocean calls upon that big giant wave that encapsulates Aries you actually hear seagulls squawking because of course that's what they would be doing if the ocean started to act up and kind of pick everything up you know that seagulls would be squawking and the wave when it comes up it stays away from Percy. When you watch it, it's like it breaks away. It like leaves Percy safe. So he isn't pushed down. He isn't shoved. He isn't isn't drowned. Yep, he is completely fine. Whereas Ares is smacked in a by a thirty feet wave, and in the process, his sword gets thrown away. He's gurgling up this water. Gurgling water, Ares. And it throws him off. He's not necessarily he's on his... disoriented. Yeah, he's disoriented. So that is how Percy's able to go and draw first blood, which you said, Reese, was gold, which is really cool. So thank you so much. Then he gets the helm, which also didn't look like the helm in the end credits. You know, the, the drawing of the yeah, end credits? Yeah, maybe they didn't know what the prop they were going to use for it at oh, the end. Oh, that's a good call. I was expecting it to have the horns like it is. So it looked different. It actually looks like a very uncomfortable mask. <laughs> I would not want to wear his helm. More uncomfortable than the Phantom of the Opera. Yes. Um, before Ares hands over the helm, before he loses... He gets very upset and he starts to burn gold. And Grover says, don't look at his true form. My question for you, Reese, is why can't they look at his true form? What is his true form? And do all gods have a true form? Yes, they have a true form. No one knows what the true form looks like. But if you look at it, you disintegrate. Oh, for everyone, not just Aries? Yep. That's bad news. Well, I'm glad that Grover gave the heads up because otherwise they would have definitely been looking. And ashes. They head on into the house. And we meet Electo again. Electo's alive? Yeah. I'm very confused because when we last saw her, Percy turned her into stone. How is she alive? I don't know. Uh, Monsters don't die. They kind of just reform somehow. What? This is not okay with me. Well, I'm... That was just a shell of Electo now. Okay. I'll tell you this. Electo seemed to be a lot nicer than when she's been coming after Percy all this time. So when she's been saying, you're the thief, give us what you stole, she was actually talking about the helm all this time? Yippity dip. Because she works for 
Hades. Hades. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is where people need to learn the art of communication. They need to be a little bit clearer with each other. Give me the helm. Yes. She could have just said, I would like Hades' helm back, please. And then Percy would have said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Rather than going on all these different crazy quests. But she grabs the helm and she says, good luck. I hope there's a world for your mother to come back to. She says, good luck on Olympus. Mm-hmm. And Percy's not even gone to Olympus. He hasn't even discussed Olympus yet. But she knows. She can tell that Percy wants to go and stop what might become World War Three. That this battle has already been happening between Zeus he and actually, Poseidon. He actually said, um, the war, the, the, the last war that was on Olympus kicked off World War II. And we know World War II was an aggressive fight. Oh, it totally was. He also says, I'm done running from monsters. I have to try. Wow. Way, a way different kid than we saw in the first episode. And Annabeth even says, you're not going to make it out alive. People do not go and talk to Zeus and, and make come, it and come out down alive. alive. And he says, I have to try. I have to try to save the world and stop this from all happening. He gets to New York City. Because remember, when... um. When they came up, they were actually in Montauk. They came from across the ocean, thanks to the help of those pearls. So he's already close to New York City. I don't know how he gets to New York City from Montauk, but um, we're just going to ta- pretend. Six taxi? Maybe he takes a taxi. I don't know with what money. Um, Maybe his dad, um, in that pearl, burst some money and he had his bag with him. No, because this was the original Pearl, not his dad's Pearl. This was the Pearl from the Underworld. He just came back from the Underworld. But we'll just pretend. Maybe he had some money in the maybe, cabin. Maybe. maybe his cabin in Montauk, his mom has a little junk drawer with candy and stickers and extra money. We'll just pretend. Maybe um, Poseidon kind of went down to the dog and said, Cerberus, spit it out. Yeah. Well, anyway, he heads over to New York City and the entire city. Is covered in Storm storms. Glass. It's gray. It's miserable. It's thundering. And Grover says, couldn't you just send this in an email? Do you have to go to Olympus? Do you have to go do this? And of course Percy does, because that's what heroes do. And email could be a lie. <laughs> Percy walks into the Empire State Building, which should be familiar if you have seen the movie Elf. The Christmas movie. Do you remember the Christmas movie Elf? I don't like it. I know you don't. And that breaks my heart because that is one of my favorite Christmas movies. But he goes into it looking for his dad, Elf, Buddy the Elf. And he pushes all of the buttons on the elevator. He says, oh, it looks like a Christmas tree. It's way different. It does look different. Okay, fine. Well, when Percy goes in, what does he slam down the desk? The master bolt. And the guy, right in front of all these mortals, Percy, what were you thinking? He was there and he meant business. And luckily that guy knew what he was talking about. And he and Percy's like, I want, I'm here to see Zeus. I'm here to see Zeus. I have no Boom. appointment. After he slams down the lightning bolt, it's another flashback to his practicing with Luke. And he's talking about how, okay, so gods can't break rules. So they can. create demigods to break the rules. And they have this really cool conversation about the spider. Annabeth is afraid of spiders, and what is something that's small and scary, things that are small and scary, get squished. Things that are small and scary get smushed. Splat! So, 
Percy's walking into Olympus, remembering this, remembering how Luke trained him. He just used what he learned from Luke for the sword fight. Not only the physical fighting, but the one-on-one combat. Now as he's walking into Olympus, he's remembering what Luke taught him now about don't be small and scary. So what do you think Percy was trying to do? What was going through his mind if he needed to tell himself, don't be small and scary? Um, I think he meant... Don't be afraid of Zeus. Don't get small. Don't be at, try to act scary. You know you can't scare God. And he just he started out not small and scary, but strong, big, and bold. Oh, see, I took it in a different way. I took it as small and polite, not scary. He went in and he's holding the bolt with his head bowed down to Zeus. And then he says, we didn't steal it. My friends didn't take it. I didn't take it. We found it. But okay, but he does it with style? his head down. Not, hey, Zeus, you have to listen to me right away. He comes in and at first it's more of this like, here you go. I'm I'm submissive. I'm, I'm bowing almost down to you. And Zeus in his grand suit comes on up. But then... The electrical thrumming stops when he touches it, actually. That's right. But then Percy, uh, he does become himself a little bit more. Who is a strong-willed person? He says, I know where Kronos... Uh, he starts to talk all about Kronos. And Zeus says, I know where Kronos is. I put him I there. I put him there. I know, who, I know who Kronos is. I'm his son. Yes. Thank you for the news. It is the only reason you are alive. I'm sending you alive right now. Yes. And then Percy... Oh. Goodness gracious. Impulsive. Love, he's impulsive and obedience is not his Dis- strong suit. Displease Zeus. <laughs> you know what he says? Your family is a, a mess. mess. <laughs> and then Zeus um, gets off the deep end, turns on his bolt, and who stops him from but, killing Percy? Poseidon. But here's my question. Yeah. Do you think that hurt Zeus's feelings when he was told your family is a mess? Everyone is fighting. People are going crazy. I think that meant, I think he thought Percy meant you are a mess. Ooh, could he have taken it that way because he's the dad? So like if your family is a mess, it must be your fault. Do you think that Zeus took it personally? Yeah, I think he took it like that. He took it personal. And actually in the myths, Zeus takes stuff personally. Oh, well, this then definitely rang true in this episode. And like you said, Poseidon then comes in and stops and he stops Zeus from smashing Percy with this crazy blue lightning bolt by saying, I surrender. I surrender. The war is done. And you can tell everyone in in the universe that you obliterated me and that you won by this grand thing. But you need to stop. I surrender. Do not kill Percy. It actually, Zeus is the youngest brother in the myth, but science the oldest. Well, I would believe that because the two gods, when they were holding that lightning bolt, uh, Poseidon looked tired. He looked haggard. He looked like he's been a fisherman out on the seas, roughing it up. But Zeus just looks like a a kid who's been caught in the act trying to get candy. He no, he looked very sharp. He had his suit. He, he had his shot. tie. He looked super sharp. And Poseidon's wearing very casual clothes. No, but but it, honest Zeus's face, you could see it like in his face. He turned from like this powerful man to like, this small kid who's been caught in the act of trying to get candy from his parents. Mm. Zeus says, make sure I never see this one again. And I need to uh, tell you, my love, my little love, I have a theory. I'm doing my mere mortal theory early because it just needs to come out right now. 
I think that Zeus is going to see Percy again because he makes such an impact of like, I never want to see this demigod again. Well, guess what? There's five books in this series. I am assuming that Percy will see Zeus again at some point. Zeus will be a little displeased. Zeus goes away and Poseidon says, obedience doesn't come naturally. I must take part of the blame. Yeah, because a sea does not like to be restrained. What does that mean? Um, Restrained means held back. Mm -hmm. Like, Pulled backward, like not moving. Maybe that's why Poseidon isn't always seeing his son, too. You know, maybe he can't be withheld into the typical fatherly roles and he doesn't like to be restrained. He likes to be flowing around. Percy asks Poseidon, Do you dream? Hmm. And why does he ask him this? Because he wants to ask him that Ares told me that gods do not dream i repeat do not dream and then he asked do you dream about mom poseidon says yes we do dream no he he says yes we do dream sorry he does say yes we do dream but then what he says uh he just takes out he he shows his palm and in his hand was a pearl i have a question for you without spoiling anything from what you saw on screen how do you think poseidon felt when he, when he acknowledges, yes, we dream, but how do you think he felt when Percy said, do you dream about mom? When you saw it on screen, so don't think about other stuff in the books, but from what you saw on screen, how did you interpret Poseidon? Um, I think he felt, um, do you know that the sea is hard to read, mom, in the book? <laughs> the sea is hard to read? Or, like the ocean? Yeah, like um, you, sometimes you can tell what mood it's in, but sometimes you just can't know. You just don't know. But for this, it actually looked like that. I just could not tell. There's a phrase. Oh, gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But it's like these things are moving underneath the surface. Like the ocean looks like nice and calm, but you have no idea what kind of activity is going on underneath the surface. Yes, that's what I okay. mean. Okay. You don't, you, from the surface, you don't know what the heck is happening inside that head. It's just, that's what I feel like. You just can't tell. I don't like that Poseidon didn't answer this verbally because I agree with you. It is hard to tell. He's very emotional. So if you're, if you love love, if you love Sally Jackson, you can see it in his face where he's thinking, of course I dream about her. I dream about her smooching me every single night. <laughs> or if you're not a fan of romance or if you don't think that he would be holding his love for Sally, you could see it as him being conflicted and thinking, oh, I've loved a lot of people. You know, I, I don't dream about her. I dream about chocolate chip pancakes. So <laughs> how do I tell this kid this? Because it's going to break his heart. It 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 wasn't super clear to me. It was more about how myself as a viewer would want to interpret it. So I don't know how they wanted us to feel or if, like you said, Reese, if we were meant to feel kind of confused. And he takes that pearl, and where does Percy go? Montauk. No. Where does Percy go? He's already on. He's uh, He doesn't go back to Montauk when he's on Olympus. He goes to Cape Half-Blood. There we go. He goes back to camp, and Clarice is still there. He, she is looking grumpy. Her friend, one of her friends actually cracking her knuckles. I think uh. that's because th- th- Percy disgraced their dad. <laughs> oh, he showed their dad what was up. I wonder if he sent them a little letter. By the way, don't be friends with Percy Jackson. He beat me in a war. <laughs> anyway. In a battle. In a battle. Oh my gosh. And Luke Maybe he sent pulls- them an email. 
Because he has a phone. Oh, you're right. Luke pulls, good call, buddy. Maybe he sent a text. Luke pulls Annabeth and Percy aside and says, listen, yes, Clarice is still here. We need to tell, we we need need to tell Kyron. We're, we're going to tell him, but things have been crazy. I want to talk to you privately. So he, he takes Percy away and we, we hear what was played in the beginning of this episode where Percy goes through and says, everything that the Oracle said came true. You know, I did all this, ba da ba except I failed to save what matters most. And also a friend is going to betray me. Ah, crapola. And he looks and he realizes that friend was you. I, oh. Luke, what the heck? When Percy says the word betrayed, if you looked at Luke's face, he looked just, he looked so sad. So sad. And once again, for those of you who've read the book series, maybe Luke is portrayed in a different way. Luke looks broken hearted. He takes a big gulp. He looks super sad. And then he actually tries to say something, but he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's swallowing his tears, swallowing his words. And he says, I'm so sorry. I didn't think Grover was going to wear the shoes because Percy's putting it all together. He says, you gave me those shoes, those shoes that were destined to pull someone down to Tartarus. You betrayed me. Yes. You and, and Ares teamed up with this plan to give me and the bolt. And Luke is just looking sad. He's like heartbroken. He's I actually see him try. I actually see him kind of going red in the face a bit. He not only goes right in the face, but if you look carefully where the fireworks are sprouting off, he has tears building up in his eyes. He has, you know, you know, before the tears come down your face, it's like a little pool of water is right there. Yes. Luke's eyes were welling up and he says, I am your friend. None of this was meant to betray you. I'm not trying to betray you, man. I'm just trying to explain this to you Mm -hmm. since you don't understand. This is supposed to be way different. None of this was meant to betray you. I'm not trying to hurt you. The gods are the enemy. I am here instead to recruit you. Then he says, I have a way out of camp. And backbiter can open secret doors. Backbiter. All right. If you do not have the captions on, he says backbiter way too quickly. Backbiter is the name of his sword. Very quickly. It's just like backbiter is our way out of camp. Okay. Like I said, that's what he tried to say. I do not understand how backbiter created a portal. I don't understand. And, and, and I'm not asking you to explain it yet, Reese, because the show did not explain it to us, and this isn't part of a Greek myth. This is part of the Percy Jackson universe, right? Backbiter. But that's one thing where I'm confused that this sword can somehow open up a portal. Can all swords open a portal? Do you have to do it in a certain way? So this is something that the show is going to have to explain to us in the future. And he does say the word that Zeus fears the most is we. Is we. I also think uh, because it can open portals, I think it's because he has Cronus backed up. And mm-hmm. Cronus, even though he's weak, could still have some magic on his side. Yeah, that's definitely. But that's where I'm wondering, like, how long has he had this magical sword? Was it always magical? How how does he know which little way to swish his, his I think it's sword the, around? I think he has to hit some kind of wall to do it. And in the, I, you actually see it not only in the end, but in some scenes, in the scene where he's fighting Percy. Mm-hmm. Yeah and he's doing little swishes. It's like swish and flick from Harry Potter. He says, our parents are bad. When Kronos ruled, it was the golden age. And and Percy says, listen, man, our parents are just trying their best. Um, They can't get us. My dad cared about me. And Zeus is like, 
you can't you see your kid you are gonna be dumb if you do that and i'll luke, kill you luke was being kind to percy and trying to explain himself but at some point he got mad and you could see a difference it's different from sad tears welling up in his eyes his face being red do you know what happened when he turned in the show I think it was by accident. He, I don't think he meant to. I think it was because he got hurt by Percy. And nope. Even before then, Percy said something and it made Luke mad. Uh, I don't know. You ready? Yeah. Percy says, our parents are trying to do their best. I met your dad. dad. And I got to tell you, friends, if you have not watched that part of the show again, you got to see it. It turns Luke in an instant. He, he goes, goes from being more, sympathetic to and more red in the face. He gets red in the face and that is when he starts to swipe and he's mad at Percy and he's saying, listen, man, this is your last chance. Like you could see that he definitely has anger against his dad. He's holding things against his dad very much so. Um, Percy accidentally cuts Luke. Accidentally? And Luke gets more mad about that. I think he doesn't mean to hurt Percy, but he slashes Percy. Actually, in the right spot, in episode two, we see one of the heirs could slash him in the right spot, middle of, of his wrist. area? Yeah. Interesting. Area. I think that's Percy's weak spot. And with this, Annabeth pulls off her hat of invisibility. And throws and says, her dagger at Luke. And says, I heard everything luke's face how did he react to seeing that annabeth now knows what happened from red to anger to pale fear Ooh, fear i saw it as shock heartbroken because luke has cared about annabeth and he now he feels betrayed Mm -hmm. no well and also oh my gosh now annabeth's gonna see me as a villain so he goes and he jumps through the portal and then we cut to chiron and it's the end of camp. I think when Luke jumps through that portal, I think when he's done out through the portal, I think I don't don't am give very, anything away. No, no, no. I th- I think this. I think he thinks in his head. I am very very sad. Yes. I lost two of my most best friends, and I have no more friends to think of except Kronos, and he's creepy. And he's locked in a pit. <laughs> I have no friends now. I that is very Gosh. sad. It is very sad, Reese. And that's why I said my good for this episode is that I feel conflicted. Because I appreciate that Luke was the lightning thief. But all now this I time. brought that up. Yeah. And what Luke is saying is our parents are bad. Our parents make us do these things. The gods are mean to us. They pull all these pranks and we're dying left and right and fighting all these monsters. And they're not even helping us. They're not even coming and being good parents. They just drop us here on earth. Good luck, demigods. Cause chaos. We'll just blame you. We're not going to be good parents ever. And he's saying, I'm done with this. I'm done with being pushed around. And he also said to Percy, I know that you wanted to save your mom. I understand that. That's one of the first things he says. Because he, he, he said, oh, I need to save. You can't save what matters most. And Luke says, you didn't get to save your mom yet. And I get it. I get it. And we remembered from the Hermes episode, right? Mm-hmm. That that we were talking about Luke and his mom being a seer. All right. Fast forward to the end of camp. We're wrapping the episode up with a bow. Chiron saying goodbye. And Percy's wearing a bead on his necklace. Can I tell you what it actually is on his necklace? I noticed this. It's black, but I see a green patch that actually is a sea green trident. It means that the first son of the sea god at this camp who traveled to the darkest part of the underworld to stop a war. Very epic. Is camp just summer camp? 
Mm, no, actually. Um, for some kids, it's a summer camp. But for others, it's year-round oh. until you want to stop. So when Mr. D, who still wants to call Percy Peter, Peter Johnson, <laughs> he's like, all of you who are not staying full term, get out. You get out. Pack your bags. Get out. Oh, my gosh. Annabeth is one of those people leaving. She's going to Disney World with her dad. And then Percy's smiling. And I was like, oh, my God. Is there something to attack me there? Am I have to do something. And we see Grover, who has his searcher's license. Which so actually a flower on his side. Yeah, it was quite nice. And they make their their agreement that they're going to get back together and um, see each other again next year. We have Percy then in Montauk. He gets to see his mom. He wakes up from a dream where Kronos is saying little hero. And he says something really important. He says, your survival is the key to my resurrection. And at the end, when he blows up the, the, like the lamp, we see his eye. So creepy. I did not notice that either, Reese, between like the, the gold blood and Kronos's creepy eye. But he's blowing out the little candle. He says, your survival is the key to my return. Resurrection probably in the book, but in the movie and the show, they said return. Now I'm nervous, okay? And, I'm and glad Percy's alive, but what do you mean he's the key? Now don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but just for the record, I think my dog was terrified at the end of that. Oh, I was terrified. Once you point out his creepy eye and Percy wakes up, he's ready for the first day of and seventh grade. he calls grade. Kronos Grandpa, what the heck are you thinking, Percy? <laughs> He's just giving him a name, nickname. You know, that he, something that he can say to his mom. But I mean, it is kind of like, funny. But that just defines their relation to each other. That just mm-hmm. defines it. Percy related. How could Percy be re- this nice, kind hero related to this 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 terrible villain? Well, listen, man. Some people's families are a mess, so it happens sometimes. You know what I thought was really cool? Yep. Was Percy's mom came in and she said, oh, did you have another nightmare? She's tender. She takes a journal. She sits down at his desk, pulls up his chair, and she's about to write down what it is that he said he was dreaming. So she's keeping track of Percy's dreams. She's there with him. She's realizing that there's pieces of this puzzle, and rather than Percy feel like he has to do it all alone... His mom is right there believing him, making him, what did she make him for breakfast? Blue pancakes. And at the end of the last episode, Poseidon says, I'll be there by his side. And instead, his mom's there by his side. Where's Poseidon? You know who would say exactly? Luke. Luke would right now be nodding his head saying, "Uh uh-huh, where's the God? Yeah, Luke, I agree with you for that once. (laughs) Granted, Poseidon's making it rain. So he's got his blue pancakes, his blueberries on top. It's raining outside. And then the fun little stinger, the extra little bit at the end of the episode. Gabe becomes stone. Gabe becomes stone. So we don't have to worry about Gabe anymore. Because he's turned to stone. Well, what happened to Medusa's head? Is is someone just picked that up and turned to stone? And then someone else picks that up until there's a wall of stone statues? Well, that's what it gets for opening mail that wasn't addressed to him. Do you know that that's against the law? If you open mail that's not addressed to you, it's it's against the law. So there you go, Gabe. Serves you right. Do not open letters again in the future because that is naughty. All right. Well, on that note, buddy, it is time for listener feedback. Here in the studio, as has always been, is the amazing and delightful Felicity. Now, Felicity, you've been watching all these episodes along with Reese and myself. We are so grateful. Do you still have the same godparent? 
Um, now I kind of think my godmother is Artemis. Oh, okay. I don't even know who Artemis is. I can. can she, you, well, hold she's on. the goddess of the hunt. Wait, Wild let, Felicity, let Felicity talk about her godparent. So she is the goddess of the hunt, wild animals, a lot of wild things in the woods. Yeah, a lot of nature. All right. Well, I'm here for that. And she's the goddess of girls who are not yet born and mothers who are not yet mothers. Interesting. Oh, I really like that protection. Felicity, what was your G-B-G? So my good was that Percy stops the war with Poseidon and Zeus. Mm -hmm. And my bad is that Zeus tries to kill Percy. What in the world? Very unkind. And my great is that Poseidon finally comes in, saves Percy from Zeus from his creepy lightning bolt thing. (laughs) Terrible Um, uncle. So... Yes, yep. you're happy that Poseidon actually stepped up and was a dad for once in his life? Yeah. Agreed. It's about time. All right, now it's time for our first caller who called in with Ellen. Hey, Mary and Reese. It's Ellen from Western Pennsylvania calling regarding Percy Jackson, uh, episode seven. I thought it was fantastic. I would give it a five plus. My GBG, I didn't actually have um, any goods. I had great and super great. So my great was, a couple of my greats were Percy outsmarting um, Aries. And then, of course, when Poseidon saves Percy. And then I also thought the actor who played Zeus was great. Mm-hmm. Um, my bad was Luke, of course. <laughs> and my super great was the scene that's a little bit behind the credits with Gabe. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Um, I'm glad I didn't miss it. Um, but I can't wait for um, Disney to come out with season two. And we'll be listening um, with you guys for Harry Potter and um, Bridgerton and Outlander when they come back. Aww. Thanks so much. Thank Bye-bye. you so much. Thanks so much, Ellen. So Ellen, of course, mentioned we have a few other podcasts that keep us busy throughout the season. And she too is saying that she wants to join us for season two. They have not yet announced, buddy, that season two is happening. But we're knowing this two season it's going to come out. We know it. We know it in our hearts. That, we know it. That was such a good season one. So We're going to brave this next adventure. We're <laughs> going to fight. That's right. DC Gray wrote in at jointhenerdclan.com, which is a special website uh, for listeners of our podcast where they get extra special goodies. So DC Gray said, hello, Reese and Mary. I am from Orem, Utah. And I have enjoyed your Percy Jackson podcast very much. And I think it is an exceptional companion to the TV show. It's been a while since I watched the last episode, but here are my GBGs. The good. Percy's bravery. Even after he is told that the gods are annoyed with half-bloods and would as soon as squish him like a bug, he still confronts Zeus with what he knows to be right. Percy has a strong moral compass. The bad, I'm not a huge fan of the way the actor is playing Luke. I want him to be more charismatic and more convincing so that when he confronts Percy, he has a hard choice to make. I don't know if it is a directing issue or the actor himself, but he doesn't convince me. And the great Poseidon stepping in and saving Percy, even though it means he has to admit 
defeat. It shows his real love for his son and his admiration for his bravery. Thank you so much for an enjoyable podcast. I am hoping for a season two. Reese, is there anything that you would like to say to DC Gray? And thank you so much for writing that. And also, I also agree that Poseidon really sacrificed his win for Percy's life. And that shows real love. No matter what. No matter, I don't care what Luke says right now. I'm sorry if I made you face down, Luke. But I'm agreeing with Poseidon right now. He saved his son's life to stop victory. He gave it to his little brother for the win this time. And I don't really, if I had a little brother... I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you wouldn't sacri- you wouldn't sacrifice the war to save your kid? Well, I would. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I am glad to hear that as I would sacrifice the war to save you. Well, I'd you, stop buddy. him really. I'd give the massive ball out of his hand and say and throw it aside saying, "Don't do that. Touch my kid. Don't you dare, please. Just don't." <laughs> don't, brother. Don't hurt your nephew. Not a good idea, right? Oh, man. Well, this episode was riveting. This whole season was so exciting. And Disney also dropped a couple of extras and included with season one. They included one extra that's called A Hero's Journey, and it shows us a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. So Reese and I are going to have an episode on that. And then they also had another episode about the music with the composer, Bear McCreary. So stay tuned, friends, as we are at least going to have two more episodes about season one of Percy Jackson. So if you have not yet had a moment to call in with your voicemail feedback, or if you wanted to still send us an email about any of the episodes, know that there's still time. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to these episodes. As I said earlier, sharing is caring. So if you've enjoyed these episodes, feel free to tell a friend or share on social media so more people can find the Percy Jackson Prophecy with Mary and Reese. It's just so heartbreaking that we're finally at the last episode of season one. It's just sad. (laughs) Is it sad or... Are you ready for another adventure? I'm ready for another one. I'd do anything to go on this quest that Percy's on. <laughs> well, my my love, we're going to be able to rewatch this season. Plus, like I said, we still have the hero's journey and the musical thing. And what do you say that we do some podcasts about the book, you and I? Maybe. Mm, I maybe I won't be a maybe I won't be a mere mortal mortal for much longer. Maybe I'll start to know things and read Wait. things. We can go on. Maybe you'll be a seer. Ooh. Oh, hopefully not like Luke's well, mom. <laughs> well, guys. Well, for hold fast. Nope. Just not don't. yet. Not we have yet, to say, guys. We have to say until next time, Hal. As well, until next time, guys. <laughs> See you on the next adventure. Hold fast and brave the storm. You really wanted to wrap that up quickly, didn't yep. you? I was tired. <laughs> well, goodbye, Half-Bloods. See Good- you later. Goodbye, Half-Bloods. Reese is ready for bed. And on that note, Good the night. end of season one. Hold fast and brave the storm. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.